Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast, the movie review and talk show podcast. Comes your way every Saturday, whether you're ready for it or not. In our quest for total world domination, which you can help us out with by going over to wherever you found us and hitting that like or subscribe button. These are the Internet Radio Superstars. Michaela, Holly, Sean, and I'm Colin. And tonight we watched a movie that was chosen by Colin. What happened to our movie tonight? Uh, that's a good question, Sean. Actually, I was looking. I'm like, what What year was this? I think it was, was 1972. Say. Are we going 1970? I should know this. The music sounds 72-ish. 72. Straight out of Dracula, AD 1972. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have you done to Solange? Ooh. Directed by Massimo Dalamano. No, Del- is that right? Del... Del- Wow. Dalamano. I was right. Dalamano. Yes. <laughs> Have we uh, seen Massimo. anything that Massimo Dalamano has done before? Yes. Oh. Uh, he was the director of photography for Sergio Leone, and he did both uh, a few dollars more, uh, a fistful of dollars and a few dollars more. Uh, oh, I see the connection okay. now to okay. our nice. uh, composer. Our composer. Yeah. Yes. Ennio Morricone. Ennio did, Morricone. Uh, did the music to the this. Great Ennio Morricone. Yes. Yeah. Good but music. Ennio Morricone did the music to a lot of uh, Giallo movies. Yeah. Um, this is a Giallo movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he also did um, The Bird with the Crystal Plumage. You know what I was going to throw it out there? there it's point. Everyone get your bingo cards <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and Dalamano also, he did, um, I mean, he directed some other stuff, but uh, this is part of a thematic trilogy mm. as we are told in the back of the arrow video box uh the schoolgirls in peril uh which also included what have you done to our daughters yeah oh. and i apologize Jesus. i can't remember the last one but he wrote it then he died in uh, 1978 so never something got, like that so yes Ooh, who it's like a Stiegler situation, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, so the themes of this movie spread across two other ones. That's no, right. Yeah. Spread across. yeah. Um, so, Colin. So what happened to Solange? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what did they what do to Solange? do to Solange? Why? Yes. We'll never know what happened in that elevator at the Met Gala, right? We'll never know why she beat the shit out of Daisy. Yep, right. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Seriously, do you guys you just, ever you wonder about that? just came out that? bewildered. And- I ab- do you guys ever wonder about I that? Absolutely. it's been like a decade and we still don't know. We still don't know. Yeah. And like... I don't even there, just, just couldn't even, even know what you're that. talking about. Like right, a, I assume it's Solange Knowles. Yeah, yes. okay, she bit the shit out of Jay Z in an elevator at the Met Gala, and there's like video footage of it. Uh, yeah. And Beyonce's just standing there, like smirking with her arms arms crossed while she just beats the shit. Oh. And they like they put out a statement when it happened, right? Like Jay Z like, comes out of the elevator bewildered. Yeah, and it's really <laughs> interesting to see. We've never found out what I went mean, down. I, in the was she, was she probably smacked the shit out of him for cheating on Beyonce. Yeah, but like, but it's just. Beyonce and Jay-Z are so image conscious <laughs> and their image is so well controlled that for something like this to slip through and like there be in indisputable video evidence of it is oh, they probably wild. In a private elevator. Uh, yeah, or and, and, and I don't know, just the fact that like they never, we don't know. Like, what no did audio. he do to Solange? Yeah. What did he do to Solange? Yeah. It's got to yeah. be that he cheated on Beyonce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. and that's yeah. His, her yeah. sister. Yeah. Oh yeah, she, yeah. Sleeps, yeah. she slapped yeah. the shit out of him. Yeah. But like, what caused it like to come to a head at the elevator at the Met Gala? You know, like maybe she was there. Oh yeah, the, the, the other, the other woman. woman. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Oh, 
See, where's my 10-part Netflix docu-series on this, We need the guest list from that night. Yeah, exactly. Give it to me, and I'll red string the shit out of it, and I'll figure it out. I mean, that's amazing. We're only like five minutes in, and you have figured out what they did to Salon. (laughs) I know. No, we've talked about the only only other Salons that we know. Yeah, I was like, that's the only other Salon. Yeah. So, Uh, question. Yeah, you were going to ask. I was going to ask, why this movie? What what do you, what is this movie? Why? Why'd you bring this tonight? <laughs> okay, I so... I mean, yeah, I was like, are we getting right into that? Because that's a big question. Okay, yeah. so this is part of our Giallo series. Our, uh, our, our, <laughs> that I'm dragging yours, along. Yours. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so this is... Uh, so, uh, okay, so I have to assume that for some of you, this is the <laughs> first time why, uh, uh, listen. So... We've been we've covered a bunch of Dario Argento movies, and then uh, this year I was like, okay, well, let's go off brand, right? Let's, uh, so we watched uh, mm-hmm. Torso. Torso, 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 Torso. Oh, that's right. I had the voice. Yeah, you did. Torso. You did. Yeah. Um, and then we went back in time and we watched like the first real Giallo. Well, the the first colored Giallo movie, the one that kind of codified everything. Mario Bava. Uh, Mario Bava's Blood and Black Lace. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, okay. So there, okay. I'll tell you. Here's what it is. So you're gonna you're gonna have heard some of this stuff before, but I'm gonna expand upon it. So for those of you, okay. So for you, those of you who are turning in for the first time, right? The the giallo is a Italian (laughs) genre that was inspired by these uh, yellow. Which is the word giallo in, yes. in yeah, Italian? Spell giallo for the listeners if they don't know. G I A L L O. Giallo. Use it in a sentence. No, I'm just kidding. G- <laughs> the, the color of the books was giallo in color. Um, published by a company called Mondadori. Mondadori published books that were mystery thrillers, crime thrillers. And they were written by a guy named, a lot of them were written by a guy named Edgar Wallace. We talked about him a little bit on the Blood and Black Lace mm-hmm. episode. Now we'll talk about him a little more. He is a <laughs> prolific author. Mm. I think he wrote somewhere in the neighborhood of 170 novels and 900 and some short stories in his Jeez. career. We would probably Literally all he him. did with his life was write. He was a prolific writer. At some point, somebody joked that half the books written in the UK were written by Edgar Wallace. Huh. Uh, Good for him. And he also uh, uh, wrote the first draft of King Kong, right? So he's huh. the guy. He was commissioned to write King Kong, and so he wrote King Kong. You King write Kong. everything, right? So this. that's probably what he's best known for. Okay. But he wrote all these crimes. What time, what time frame are we looking at? For when did this happen? When were these published? Uh, they were published. This had to be like 60s, the twenties, the twenties, thirties. I would say I think that he was a contemporary of Agatha Christie. Okay. So Agatha Christie novels were also Jallos in in Italy. So these kind of like suspense whodunit, you know. But hers were more. You know, um, what would you call them? Uh, like stuffier? No, because I mean, Agatha Christie's novels are pretty good. You know, yeah. as far as like, but they're they have more of like a, a not a salacious. Victoria, there you go. Okay, yeah, yeah. they're more highbrow than yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Edgar Wallace's were more. I think he was actually, from what I was reading, the first guy to write novels where police were the protagonists. Like they were actually mm. the, the detectives solving cases. Right. That's what this movie is. And. So there was a German company called Rialto Pictures, and they started making movies. I think in between 1959 and 1972, they made 32 Edgar Wallace 
adaptions, Jesus. adaptations. And so these uh, became so popular in Germany that they had their own uh, 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 genre title, which Holly is going to tell us what it is. Wait, what? What? The cream. The cre- how, how do you yeah. say it? Oh, the word we were trying to figure K-R-I-M-I. out. K R I M I. Oh, it was. Um, um, is it? <laughs> oh, I practiced this. I got to it. I practiced it. I didn't even know. It was like. Um, what? Uh, Creamy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Creamy? Yeah. Yeah. Creamy. Which is basically the German crime crime thrillers, right? Those, We're German. We have to make it sound appealing. Creamy? Those films basically are, you know, I think, uh, you know, you can't ignore the influence of Alfred Hitchcock, who's obviously mm. working during this time. But I think those German thrillers were basically, those were the direct antecedents to the Jallo yeah. and the Jallo is the direct antecedent to the slasher, the American slasher yeah. movie, which is where we're tracing this lineage. So we have the yellow creamy slasher. Yep. Well, uh, the creamy yellow slasher. Creamy. Creamy. Yep. <laughs> creamy yellow slasher, which Ew. is Cream. what? Write that down. <laughs> Copyright Saturday Night Freak Show. Uh, I do not write that down. I want no part of that. Oh, come on. I want no so part of that. We just name it that. People are like, yeah. what? And then we make our own Jalo and call nope. it that. And that'd be great. No part of that one. Yeah. Now, it's not credited at the beginning of this movie, but apparently this is a loose adaptation of an Edgar Wallace story called The Clue of the New Pin. Uh, okay. Interesting but, that you use loose. Yeah. <laughs> I tried looking up like, well, what's the plot of The Curse of the New Pin yeah. or the, the Clue of the Blue Pin, New Pin? Clue and new I pin. could not get like a good you know uh, again i didn't dig deep enough i guess enough time couldn't find an adequate synopsis yeah because i'm like this doesn't sound at all like the movie that uh, the story that we're we're watching so um there was a film adaptation of the book and then apparently like the british uh made a series of edgar wallace mysteries and they adapted his stories so so I think up. that's why I chose this movie as a historical focal point to me yeah. in the evolution so it's of It's not the- quite as translated as, like, say, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle to modern Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch. Not quite as fluid with right. a transition there. Well, that's the thing that, you know, I'm look, like, looking over, over all the titles of Edgar Wallace Mysteries, and I'm like, I don't recognize any of these. And, I mean, I'm not a big reader, but I was like... I don't, you know, none of the stories you figure, right? For somebody who wrote this much, I mean, you know, uh, Agatha Christie, you know, novels and right. stories, right? And you know, Arthur Conan Doyle right. stories, you'd you be able to identify them. But yeah, you'd think you'd know an Edgar Wallace story if you heard the title. But I was like, you know, I mean, it's like the... But I think I think it's what Michaela was saying. He's not as highbrow as the other ones. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they changed the titles on, on when they adapted and all this. Oh yeah, they did. You know, uh, I well, mean, like so, yeah. it, they've been adapted as other stuff, you sure. know, over the years. But uh, and some of them are direct, you know, uh, titles. But like, yeah. like in your in your like, we're going to get into the plot of this movie. But in the synopsis that you found, was it like anything remotely about no. you know killings of <laughs> nope. underage girls? No. And, oh, <laughs> there you go. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm assuming there's there are blue pins in this movie, and uh, the, the title that's, is the, okay. the transferred over. Yeah. That's the link. Pins. So maybe. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, this movie is probably also um, it it became kind of famous over the years because it has Camille Keaton in it. Um, 
in horror circles, obviously, she's the girl from I Spit on Your Grave. Mm-hmm. So, and she's Buster Keaton's like granddaughter. Oh yeah, yeah. And this was her first movie. Wow. And she doesn't say a word in it. She nope. plays the titular Solange. <laughs> so there you go. And she would become it's fitting that she's a silent character. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Just like Granddad. Yeah. Just like Granddad. Yeah, see, me? Oh, was that Ooh, like part of there? There yeah. we go. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So she'd become famous a couple years later when she, well, she married, what is it, uh, I can't remember how to pronounce his name, but Merrick Zaker, what's the director of I Know, or uh, I Spit on Your Grave? But anyway, she oh, married him. yeah. I can't remember. And then they made yeah. that movie, and then it was like banned everywhere and was like one of the, you know. Uh, became a firestorm and i don't think she really i mean she did have roles and stuff and she reprised her role i think like a couple of years ago and i spit on your grave too yep. really you know mm-hmm. that he uh made i thought it was a movie i recently took to disc replay and let go because i was like am i ever gonna watch i spit on your grave again <laughs> no no probably not so i spit on your grave i've thought about bringing it to the show mm-hmm. over the years there's a couple of them you know yeah. you're like okay if you're gonna go all right. the way you're gonna go with mm-hmm. these movies and it's one of those that I actually had like a lot of apprehension to even watching it. You know, mm-hmm. its reputation Same. kind of preceded it. Yeah. And then when I watched it, I'm like, okay, it's not as it, it wasn't as horrible as an experience because it is still a movie. Yeah, it's nothing right, like right. New York Strangler, or whatever that movie is. Um, oh, the New York Ripper. The New yeah. York Ripper. Nothing. Yeah, it's not, not as bad as that. Don't bring that movie. Well, that might have been the next one on the list, but because uh, <laughs> we got to bring Lucio Fulci into the fold uh. with his uh, take on. Anjala movie. He did Ooh, a couple of them. It might be a little too close to this one. <laughs> yeah. um, I need a breather, Colin. That's kind of how I feel about the the Last House on the Left movies, too. I took those to disagree because I was like, definitely never watching those yeah. again. Those are both movies. Here, I brought, are a, I brought a bag of trauma movies for you to resell right? to the yeah. public. Here you go. Well, yeah. well, there was a point in time where like, I was like that edgy kid that was like, I want to own all the most fucked up movies ever, you know? And like, guys, I had them all. And then I was like, I watched them all and I was like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good yeah. But yeah. like, it, like, have you guys seen the remake of Last House in Love? Because like, it's yeah. pretty brutal still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember, yeah, Tony Goldwyn's in yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was yeah. pretty good, except they yes. had like this tacked on ending that yeah. like betrayed the whole movie. Yeah. Um, Not my jam. Yeah, no, <laughs> the 70s, those movies of like the 70s, their brutality is kind of, it's this really raw, uh, like unfiltered. Gritty. It feels yeah. like, yeah, like look at human depravity, like yeah. the human animal just being an animal yeah. you know um yeah straw dogs is like that too yeah and then kind of you know it's like so i guess you know when you're younger you go like i'm gonna seek out the most extreme thing yep. to see if i can take it i mean the, the ads <laughs> for those movies were all like you know it's only a movie only yep. a movie only can you take you know it's last house and left or whatever yep <laughs> And then later on, you're like, yeah, okay, I did it, and I don't need to. <laughs> yep. Don't need to yeah, see you're it just again. like, I don't know what that, that feels like. List. I'm yep. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's not this movie. No. Uh, we watched uh, well. What Have You Done to Solange? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which came in the middle of the Giallo cycle. It was very popular from about 1971 or 1973. Kind of like, as we said, the American slasher movies mm-hmm. were popular from 1980 to 82. Mm-hmm. You know, it was basically 81 to 82. Um, and they were spurred on by the success of The Bird with a Crystal Plumage. <laughs> Ding, 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 That's ding, ding. two. Yep. <laughs> the Dario Argento movie that really lit the fuse in uh, 1971, 1970, 1971. Even though we said Mario Bava has already kind of set the template 10 years before that. Right. Um, okay. So this movie. Mm. 
is a German and Italian co-production that would, of course, make sense if they're adapting an Edgar Wallace story. So two of the actors in this movie have been in Edgar Wallace adaptations that's in German. That's what I figured. Um, is it the, the woman? Yes. Okay. Hilda, that's what I figured. The wife. Yeah, the wife. Hilda? She's German? <gasps> no way. <laughs> I figured that if she's in this, and then whatever everything that you've said, I figured like she's got to come from something. Yep. And the police inspector. They're, okay. So they would be both known to German audiences of the... The creamy, the creamy movies. Creamy. <laughs> and Fabio Testi, who is our lead, who looks like Sean Connery. Uh, yes. Sean Connery, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Sean Connery and Jesus. He would be known to audiences of Italian movies because he was actually in a Lucio Fulci movie called Four. Is it the Four Horsemen or Four of the Apocalypse, which I still haven't seen. It's a Western. That sounds like too short a title. Yeah. I'm interested. He was in Contamination, yeah, I want to say, and uh, he apparently had affairs with like every like Ursula Andress and oh. that is shocking. Edvige Fennec, who Tall still man looks like run. Jesus. Yeah, um, yeah, and he was he's still I think working today. Oh. So good, good on uh, Fabio. Fabio Testi. No, I'm okay. good. Okay. I'm still alive though. So. <laughs> Ernesto Gastaldi. Gastaldi yeah. has not gotten me yet. Author of many jalos. Not this one. Not this one. Uh, is out hunting for Sean. Um, no, he sends assassins. All right. So what is uh, what is this movie about? How do we get into it? What what's the what's the setup? It's to it's, it's been days. I have to remember. Uh. <laughs> so we we start with uh, a couple in a rowboat floating down oh, yeah. the Thames and yeah. they're um, making love in the, well, af- in the afternoon light. They're trying yeah. to make love. Yeah, he's trying to make love with her in the afternoon light. Um, she's a tweed jacket, which is important. No, it's a sweater. Tweed sweater. Yeah, it's a it's very a sweater. It's a very uh, academic looking sweater. Yes, yes it, it is. is. Turtleneck, I think. Yep, uh, yeah. And very fuzzy. It's a cardigan. Cardigan. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. Um, and their lovemaking is interrupted because the girl sees from the bank a flash of a knife, a flash of a blade, and a half naked girl running. Mm-hmm. That's that'll catch your yeah. attention. Mm-hmm. And of course, this angers our professor. You're always coming with some sort always of excuse. has excuses. Mm-hmm. Always what? has excuses, Elizabeth. God yeah, damn it. There's a lot of like, uh, uh, well, uh, well, so there's a flash of a knife, but mm-hmm. I- explicitly, what do we see? Right. So, um, oh God, I hate this. Um, <laughs> a, so, a, a stabbing. So we, yeah, we see as, as they're, as they're, um, you know, in the boat, she sees like kind of the corner of her eye. The camera view that we get is. A girl's legs spread apart and a blade being thrust in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yes. This, we are shown at least four Many or times. five times, times in the course of the movie as people flash back to it. And uh, Yeah, and Elizabeth has the recollection a few times within the movie, um, almost immediately yeah. after this point. So we see it a few times. Mm-hmm. It's like, do they think we don't remember? Because that's something you don't forget. Yeah, it's memorable. Yeah, yeah it seems like they're going for shock. Uh, was the impression i mean just from the the, i mean that type of you know crime is like holy fucking shit yeah yep and uh they actually do show the aftermath um there are shots of uh these victims because this is what the killer is doing right and there's shots of these victims with the knife still protruding uh from them and it's like wow this is uh, some uh, they must pay these girls 
a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something I'm guessing they paid the very little. Yeah. Based right? on the time and everything. It was art. Bad beard in the 70s. I don't sure. know. Uh, this is so, his MO. This yeah. is how he kills his Well, most of his victims, we'll say. Yeah. So this to make a statement. is kind of, well, okay, but well, it goes to, to motive of who our killer is. So mm-hmm, we're introduced to this guy. We don't know at the beginning that he's a professor. That's kind of revealed within like the first five minutes. And I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of like a shock. Because we're trying to guess as he goes about his day before it is revealed. Because he, I mean, he drives up on a crime scene and just walks up to a dead body. Yep. At a certain point, we're so like, is he an officer? Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. Is he Jesus? Because that kept coming back. Is and you know, and then he finally makes his way to um, the uh, prep school. I mean, you know, I, I'm pretty sure we knew it wasn't Jesus when he was yelling at her for not having sex with him. <laughs> well, okay, well that's what they want. I'm to just think. saying. Yeah, it's just what they wrote. Let me ask you this, and I don't know if this is too early to get into this. Did your allegiances change during the course of this movie, your impression of some of the characters over the course of the movie, or did you lock on to, you know, like have an opinion of them and that stayed that way the whole way through it? I mean... I thought there was going to be, well, I thought there was going to be a switch at some point, so one character, I was just like, I don't trust you, and I'm going to continue to not trust you. But then we went so long past the part... Where that character would be like revealed as the killer, then I'm like, okay, I guess this is what they're doing now. I yeah. expected more double crosses. Yeah, I guess, kinda. You know? Like it felt but, like it, and yeah. then it turned into uh, uh, more of a police investigation in that second right. part. Yeah, of that. it really did. Um, That's that was the second movie I was referencing before we got on because it felt like we had a move part of a movie, and then we had the same characters, but like we. Decided to branch off in an alternate timeline. Yeah, it to started as a Jalo and became a police procedural. Yeah, yeah. so it More became so a, cre- a creamy. It does. There is like yeah, because I guess there's a narrative that seems to be taking shape that you're right. you're kind of following, and then it's no longer the narrative, right? Because we're following. We've got the prof- the professor. He's uh, an, an Italian gym instructor at a uh, or physics a physical education instructor. Oh, uh, they- Oh, like a gymnastics. Uh, gymnastics. gymnastics gymnast. instructor. What, 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 are they, what is gymnastics? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think he's basically an Italian teacher and a gym teacher. Okay. Yeah, essentially. He yeah, te- yeah. He's like the teacher that also teaches women's yeah. volleyball. Just, just listener at home, keep track of like um, things that might alert you to someone being a pedophile. So, teacher. Yeah. Gym teacher. Yeah. Catholic school. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, things are not looking good here. Yeah, no. and he has. What the staff refer to as an informal relationship, relationship with one with students. his students. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. they're not even like they're not. Not only are they not denying it, but they're also like clearly okay with it. They're like, they're yeah, like, that's what your, he does. Yeah, your informal relationship might come in handy right yeah. about. Now. Well, I don't know if that is. So I I don't know how to read that. I guess because you know you try to you you know. It's I think like, it comes down to him being just less strict with them, like. Because they say in the dialogue that he always takes sides with them against the dean. Yes. So it's like he's friendly with them, which is, he's you know, cool he's the cool right. teacher, which is, I think. But that's the level they look down upon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think he's having relationships with them. Yeah. Right. I don't think that guy who says that line actually thinks he's sleeping with students. Right. You know, uh, and later on, there is a character who knows that he's sleeping with a student and is like, OK, I disapprove, but I'm not going to tell him. I thought that was the same character. No, it was the what? I think it was. Wait, who did what? What was the first one? Uh, the character in the office who said, uh, you know, who was like, you can probably, you can, or you can finally put your informal relationship the with character. the students to. I thought that was the dean. It's the same guy. Yeah. 
No, the guy who approached him later was, I think, one of the suspects. Yeah. Um, they're right. If it's I remember, it's hard. Grade. It's hard okay. because in these movies, they they don't say names or the anything names really. don't yeah. stick. They with the do, but Never. you can't remember. The, yeah. yeah. Never because when they ring a doorbell with a guy. name on it later, I'm like, I don't know who the fuck that name is yeah, 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 until yeah. they show the guy. I'm telling you, it's the same guy. Okay. It's, it's, I'll go with it because I don't know. I can't the, tell you different. It's the dean. It's he's like the head professor. Okay, I thought it was our eventual suspect. It uh, is. Or, or, that's what no, she said. No, that's not the dean, though. He that guy's another. Prof- he's another professor. He is another professor. Yeah, the dean is a. Okay, well, he's not yeah. the dean, but it's still the same guy. Okay. okay. <laughs> um. So we also find out, and see, this is I don't know for some reason I thought it was a university, so I thought these were college age girls. Incorrect, Colin. <laughs> yeah, because the dialogue says that they're eighteen years old, and yeah, one of them I think 18. is yeah sixteen she's, years she old. She says it's my last year. And later on, it says she was 18. Yep. So technically an adult, but probably should still be considered a child. Yes. So. Yeah. Because in London, <laughs> when you say college, that usually means prep school, which usually means high school. If you say university, yeah. that is college age. So we note this for later. <laughs> <laughs> stick a pin in that. Stay, stick a literal pin from this no. movie into that. <laughs> okay, so he is having an affair with one of his students. Yes. Um, the relationship is set up. They are, the, they are the couple in the rowboat. Yes, and because of that fact, and because she was witnessed something that she like a, a jalo trope is you saw something but you can never clearly I can't recover whole completely. And, yep, and never. later on you recall a little bit more, and then a little bit more, and then that leads to the identification of your killer. This movie doesn't quite go that way because right. the second movie starts right when we should be at that point. Right, we get to that point, and then we're like more movie. Yeah, because uh, that uh, character ends up biting the dust. And then yeah. you're like, well, what are we going to do? I mean, this has changed the whole dynamic of the movie. I thought that's where we were going, that she would eventually, you know, identify this is who the killer is. So I feel like it should be noted that we're like an hour into this movie before we even find out there's a Solange. Yeah, yeah. we forgot about yeah. Solange. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, though. You didn't like that? That it was like, oh. Oh, that's right. The title of the movie is What Have You Done to Solange? And this is the first time it's an hour in before her name even comes yeah. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still trying to grapple with them. Like, oh, if that was a good thing or not, if it being an hour into the movie. Yeah. Did, does it. Does um, it catch you off guard? Yes. Yeah. Does, it, does it rev you back up for the rest of the movie? You're like, oh, Solange, we're here. This is what yeah, we're here Yeah, but then for. we're in the second movie where yeah. we're going right. to find out what happened mm-hmm. to Solange. So the first half of the movie. All right, so this is basically the dynamic. And you correct me if I'm wrong. They're setting up. The teacher has had a, a, an illicit affair. She witnessed a murder. Uh, they can't report it because that would reveal the affair. Yes. He is married to a German teacher at the school. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they don't get along. She's uh, portrayed as a kind of a cold, you know, they keep on referring to her, her German-ness. As I know like, I'm German, so I'm very cold. <laughs> yeah, I think she, she says, says it, it herself in the cold dialogue. And, and she comes across very matronly, you said, mm-hmm. uh, with her hair. Tight bun. Yeah. And she, of course, suspects that he's been cheating on her. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's kind of a dynamic. And then there is the like. I, I mean, just I assume that part of the reason that she has that severe look about her is because she yes. is a teacher at a Catholic girl school. Yeah. Like yeah. she has to look that way. She yeah. has to look that way. And the so, attitude is all because of him. Yeah. And what she suspects him of doing. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm saying about my changing allegiances. I mean, like in the beginning, oh, yeah. I was kind of like, this guy's a scumbag. And I, now where that doesn't completely Go leave. Away. Yeah. The movie does something that's trying to absolve him of super scumminess. Yes. Uh, when it's revealed eventually that this girl that he's been seeing is a virgin, he's still trying, but she's saying <laughs> no. Yeah. But she's still a virgin. So they he hasn't actually technically betrayed his wife. Mm. <laughs> That's what they're going for. And the girl has not betrayed God. The, 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. So I guess it's so some okay, point, so you're you're saying that your allegiance to him changes. Yeah, and a little to bit. her. Yeah, yeah, and to her. Although like, that's the one I was shaky on because yeah. I'm like, is this part of the movie throwing us off or did she really See, come back this on is board? funny to me. But I think it's probably because you're guys. Maybe. <laughs> Most likely. I was like okay. I was like, my allegiance towards the wife changes. Yeah. At first, I'm like, yeah, she's really shrill. Like, she's really hardcore. And then later on, I'm like, you know what? She's pretty dope. She, yeah. Like, yeah. she's right. She's right. like sticking by her man, and yeah, she's like but loyal. Is that a good thing, but or I never a bad thing because I, I, I had never I stick had, with him. I, well, depends <laughs> on how you. Well, right. it changes how you feel about him. Yeah, and so and, how do you, and my opinion of him never changes. Okay, okay. I, I did, I guess, have some sympathies for him as the man, uh, you know, uh, uh, wrongly accused of like, a my crime. Only, my only sympathy is a person being accused of murder yeah. that they yeah. didn't commit. Yeah, I will agree yes. with you there, but yeah. that's where it ends. This guy goes out of his way to put himself in like the line of fire as far as being. A he does. No. He's like, not helping himself at all. No, he's going out. He's like. He's going around just touching murder weapons as he finds them and acting like I like how he, he held it up in a profile. He's like, yeah, sh showing up at crime scenes and lurking in the background, right? Photos, like it's like that. That scene, that scene oh when God. his wife throws the paper at him and it's like a picture of him at the crime scene is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just standing in really the tree, completely see him. Yeah. yeah, that was great. It's like they weren't even taking a picture of the crime scene; they were taking a picture yes. of this guy. There's like yeah. no tree. doubt that it's him. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. She's got him dead to rights. Oh, my car broke really down. And that's why I went, you know, so the police suspect him because he was obviously there. Because he's in every situation. And he yeah, lied about him to be a suspect. Yeah, and he lied about so it. Things, he dropped a pen near the crime scene. Which has his fingerprints on it. Oh. And so they track it back to him. And so it's like the noose is tightening. And mm -hmm. so he eventually does kind of like, okay. I was having an affair, you know, and so, <laughs> but nobody saw anything. She saw something, a shadow, a knife. Um, another girl is murdered. And I guess this is what also puts him under suspicion is because they're girls that are in his class. I guess they're girls that are in all well, yeah, these. Because there's like 12 girls in this whole school. At least in, in second form, uh, yeah, which we're which to is take is the, grade. In the uh, upper grade level uh sorry yes. we're we don't we don't have the same uh great distinctions here in the u.s great um so this is also the 70s so it might be different now that's right, right. true the systems may have changed and we do get throughout the beginning of the movie the uh the, not the not the perp walk but the uh the the rogues gallery of these are our potential suspects mm -hmm. right we're introduced to oh, yeah. the the priest uh the uh, he the priest's mute sidekick Yep, because he talks to somebody. There's there's several uh, professors that were introduced to in this. We're all creepy. Yes. Yes. Intentionally, I assume. I, probably. Oh, yeah. 
The thing that the movie doesn't do, though, is it doesn't really flesh any of them out. So you're like, you never would understand, like, why any of them would have a motive. Because I guess that's the thing that you're looking for if you're trying to solve this mystery is, like, who has the motive? We know that there's a black-gloved killer out there who apparently, as we uh, find out over time, is dressed as a priest and has a beard, Mm -hmm. which then later... Where it's like, well, we know he's wearing a fake beard, mm. and he makes phone calls to his victims, basically telling them he's somebody else. Like, you got to come. I'm so and so's dad. You got to come meet me somewhere. Uh, and um, he drives a black car, which is, I think, as I was trying to figure out, like, well, how did he find out where Elizabeth was? Well, he followed her there and saw her go into mm-hmm. the Love Nest apartment that the mm-hmm. uh, professor the love rents out. Posters With, of naked women. Yeah. Ah, uh, the 70s. <laughs> it's like a frat boy moved out. And <laughs> yeah. Like, was, yeah, and he's airbnb being and he's just like, you stay in my place. That's what I was going to say. Like, if you're someone that has stuff like that on your walls and you invite people over and act like it's no big a deal... Just know that everyone who sees that knows that, like, okay, that's what he's jerking off to. Like, that's what they're thinking when they see that and they come into your house. So just know that that's the message you're putting out there. And not, like, literally anyone that comes into your house is going to think that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's kind of weird, like, in the 70s. And I only know this because through movies. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I was uh, too young to actually see that. Because most of the stuff that I saw in the 80s was, like, you know, straight out of porno mags up on people's walls. Mm -hmm. But in the 70s, like... They did have like nudes mm-hmm. as, you know, like, I don't know if a Playboy uh, centerfold qualified to write as fine art to go on your wall. Right. But that's kind of what it looks like that they have in here. I'd say it's fine art. Um, Right, and you just frame them. I mean, that's what they're. You know. Yes, but it does, that doesn't. Did you not hear what I just said, Colin? It's still, people are going to be like, okay, so he lays on the couch and looks at this and jerks off. That's what they're going to think looking at it. So as long as you're okay with putting that message out there, just know that that's what comes with it. Oh, and everyone's not just like that's your parents are going to think that. Literally, oh yeah, oh well, yeah, is going yeah, to yeah. think that. So that's why you put it in the garage. The parents yeah, never go. Things like that belong in the garage. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. that makes it better somehow. Around, right. Yeah, around tools and. <laughs> And, and smells of gasoline. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are Mad. so simple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, as, I don't oh know how one room makes it better than the other, but okay, yeah. We're simple creatures, yeah. Holly. Yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, that just tells me you go out to the garage to jerk off then. So that, that's also five the times a day. Yeah. yeah. So we all. Motivation <laughs> for doing all that sawing in the garage. No, okay. So It's cold in the garage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's garbage. So there's, there is a second victim. Actually, I don't know much about her. She was uh, lured to a car and then dragged off, and she gets the same treatment, the knife between the legs. Mm -hmm. There's a scene, the police in this movie. uh, Suck. Okay. The one lead detective I thought was going to melt down into... Uh, Leslie Nielsen type role. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Where one of you just like, I picked the wrong day to stop. Who's the lead lead character in this movie? Who's the what? Who's the lead character in this movie? I still say it's what's his name, the Fabio Tessi. It's yeah. okay, yeah, because yeah, the so. the detective has a lot of screen time he and does. actually does he in does. some ways moves the plot along. Yeah. Yes, they're both kind of eventually conducting parallel investigations. The amateur sleuth and the professional sleuth. He's yes. with New Scotland Yard, and uh, I got the feeling it sometimes feels like he's new to the job and taking over these guys because he's always kind of like, you that's not screw up this you know thing assignment that we're you know we're trying well to he get does to get do. into there are a few situations where the police do let him down incredibly so he's yeah. getting a little frustrated with them it right. seems like so he does get sort of an attitude yeah um 
And the and the the policemen are, are very much like yes yes hello especially the tall one who just yeah. shows up around corners when he's called. It's yeah. pretty fun. Yeah, they dropped the ball. <laughs> they, yes. Well, so they're. Uh, this is hard to dive into. There's a lot. There's a lot of moving parts going on. A lot, here. Yeah, a lot of moving parts. A lot yeah. of. I mean, there is just leisurely picnic scenes in this where there. There's a lot of discussion of police work and. Uh, we I'm no murders for a while. That's kind of the problem with this movie is it's mostly discussion. Period. Well, I think yeah, that's why we get to the, when we get discussion. into the second movie of this, it turns into a lot more discussion, a no. lot of discussion, a lot of talking in this last half. Because it's uh, yeah, I, I assume you know, I don't know. Is that like when, when you when you take out? I think because in that second part, we've taken out everybody who could who we started off really believing was a suspect or part of this. The professor, I think we've proven that. Um, well, wait, he okay. hasn't killed anybody. So maybe then we should just get to the second part. What in your, so what, what ends see, you know, the first half of the movie and then how does everything change for the second half? There's, I there's think a, Elizabeth's death. Okay. Is the start of the second movie. Yeah. 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 I think you're right. Yeah. Because just before that, we're getting a lot of, we're focusing on the wife, Hilda a lot, which her, um, um, I think you two were talking about her being a suspect. And the more mm-hmm. you said, the more I was like, oh, ah, yeah. that makes sense. Because yeah. well, why wouldn't she's uh, killing the girls who she thinks her husband is mm-hmm. having an affair with? Right. She's acting it, almost as if like, if I kill all of them, I'll have them back to myself. Mm-hmm. Right. She has this very, she sees a very emotional looks on her face that kind of lead to that. Mm-hmm. And it feels like at a certain point in the movie, we're building up to that. If not that reveal, a reveal mm-hmm. in those moments okay. where she's at emotionally. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I think it's that Elizabeth dies. And because he's such a sad sack at the because she died, she kind of comforts him in that way. And it changes it. That's when we get the change of the Hilda, the wife character. Yeah. And because she is not the prime suspect to me anymore. And I think kind of the movie yeah. felt that way. No, that's, that's the point where I'm just like, yeah, I don't think it's her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you don't think it's her, that's when it kind of switches to like, Oh, because then they team up Hilda and her husband to kind of track the yeah. killer. Yeah. I loved this about this movie. This is one of the things I actually like, cause it was, I couldn't enjoy it because I thought it was a trick. Oh no. I would have I, I <laughs> I, I I liked it more if I had believed that, she was innocent because for a long time the thought the thought that she was guilty stayed with me. I'm like, okay, are they going to do a switch here or something? Like, what's going on? Uh, and then they just kept going and going. And the farther along in the second movie we got, I'm like, okay, well, she didn't do it, so now they're a team, and and we get into more investigations rather than action. Yeah, I guess I liked it because it was unexpected. I figured Definitely. it was going to be more one note. It's like you know he's having an affair, you know, mm-hmm. so she's like. You're out the door, but yeah. it's like, I mean, it seemed like she didn't want to leave him, but like, you know, he's going to leave her. And so that's the end of the relationship. Yeah. Right. But then uh, the girl he's having an affair with is murdered in the bathtub. Yes. She's not sexually assaulted. And we find out why later, mm-hmm. I think. why. Yeah. Um, but she's drowned in a bathtub. And then, yeah, there's this kind of Hilda like softens up to him. Yeah. And we find out, I think out that you know the, the 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 murdered girl is still a virgin, so yeah. she's like, okay, I can get my husband back. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a good message, but I liked it as a character. Yeah, I, as far as like a character arc, I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, um, I liked the dynamic because she's because I don't think she's. Is, I think it's true what you said. Like at the beginning of the movie, she's like, "My marriage is over. Fuck it." Like yeah. she's just like, you don't. Even, he tries to like say, "Oh, I have to leave." She's like, "Don't even make up excuses. Just go." 
Like, you don't have to tell me that shit. But then later on, I think it's even more so that she's like, obviously, she still loves her husband. She's Mm. always loved him. And it's at the point where she was like, I know he's not a murderer. And that's when she's like, I'm standing by him because I know he's not a murderer. And then within that, you know, Elizabeth's death and everything. She's like, well, maybe there is a chance I can get him back. But I think the main thing isn't that like, oh, he didn't have sex with her so we can be together. I think it's more like I'm standing by him because he's not a killer. Yeah. Which I found that interesting. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, it's an interesting dynamic, I guess, yeah. that maybe I haven't seen before, or it's like, you know, you know have I seen, like, that's a, yeah. an interesting way to go, and then it suddenly makes the, the movie interesting, as it heads into, like, then it's like all the characters rearrange and change. It is, mm-hmm. it's a rearrangement of characters and uh, switching of focus, uh, again, because we go to the, her classmates yeah. are more of a focus yeah. on yeah. this part of the movie, yeah. and becomes more about them and what their whole backstory is. And we bring new characters. <laughs> right, right, it really, it feels right. like we bring in new characters at this point, and we're focusing on different people, that's where it feels like a switch. Yeah. Okay, so now we're, I mean, obviously, uh, the professor and his wife and the inspector are still trying to figure out, like, who killed these girls, mm-hmm. and their investigation is leading them to, it's a priest with a with a beard, or a fake beard. Yes, but that's really dead hair under her finger. All they have, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, and they keep bringing witnesses in. Maybe this is where you're saying it's like, it, it feels like we're seeing the same scene a lot. They're going to uh, the forensic guy who's saying like, yeah, it could be this. And he calls his science man. He's like, do you think it could be this? He's like, well, I don't see why not. Yeah. It could be anything. Could be chocolate milk raining from the skies. Who knows? <laughs> it's just, he's just kind of flipping about his job. He's like, science, sounds whatever good. we want it sounds to be. Sounds good yeah. to me. Another thing I was not expecting in the yeah. second movie was milk. Yeah. Oh, oh so my god. What is yeah. this scene? What is this whole La- scene at all? <laughs> so the investigation I, I was really thrown, I was just like talk about a- new characters, new locations, yeah. new. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, because the the uh somehow the idea is brought up. This that, is where we've just learned about Solange. Yes. Well. The, yeah. He learns that the it's girls. There's like there's four or five girls in his class, right? Who we've seen throughout the entire movie, and we've seen them kind of. You know, sharing looks and you know mm-hmm. all this stuff like at the the, the funeral even and yeah. all this other notes. stuff and yeah. sharing notes and so then it becomes like we actually get scenes with them where we're focused on them but we find out that they once had a friend named Solange and he's like, well I got to find this Solange could find out you know it's like either she's going to be a victim. Or she knows something that's going on and that'll clue us into the, the motive. Mm-hmm. And so that leads him to... To randomly laying in a park and Solange comes upon him. No, no, no. Before that, <laughs> okay. uh, to the, the photo shoot. You uh, photo shoot uh, on a boat. Yes, with Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> yeah, and there's a woman who is naked but like has full body makeup to look like a corpse. She's I think white. she's made yeah. to look like milk. <laughs> she's yeah, she's, I think she's the human she's embodiment of milk. Like some sort of white paint. Yeah, yeah. but yes. she looks yeah. dead. Like, but like her, yeah, her lips and eyes are like dark, like kind of like yeah, like yeah. corpse look. It's and very weird. She answers the door in the boat completely naked. In that, like this is totally normal. And then it's she, art. the sixties, nudity yeah. is art. And then she's like laying down on this photo shoot set with bottles of like room temperature milk, mm, and that. 
That's what they're doing. Hot room, room temperature milk. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, it's, you know, they're on a boat. Yeah. Glass yeah, milk like, bottles. Yeah. Like, just sitting there. I assume yeah. room temperature. He's yeah, a photographer, only, this guy. looks like Jimmy like Hendrix. It sounds like it was a frosted bottle or anything. Yeah. It, it, uh, it yeah. wasn't sweating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I Okay, so I enjoyed this scene just from, well, I mean. Well, but, okay, 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 okay. So, <laughs> the naked corpse girl. Gross it, for the, like, <laughs> okay, at she's this really point. Alive. It's fine. Yeah, at this point in the movie, they were like, okay, we've seen like a bunch of, it's, it's all starting to kind of look the same. Why don't we have a naked girl photo shoot? We'll paint her white and then we'll do it on a boat. So you'll have a completely different kind of vista. So visually it mixes things up. Is there a point to doing it on a boat rather than in a uh, art studio? Or something cool. like that? Who are these people? He is. Uh, so this guy gives the, the, the uh, professor the information that this is what links them all together. It's they, the orgy parties. Yes, they were all, all these girls at this Catholic school are actually part of like the sex club or something. Yeah. And they've all, he slept with every single one of them and they were wild and crazy and Solange was one of them. And because he mentioned Solange, because I think the detective is trying to find out if Elizabeth was part of the group. And he's like, nah, she didn't hang with them. But right. maybe like not after what happened to Solange. Yeah. And he's yes. like, what happened to Solange? Yeah. Who's Solange? Yeah. And, and we're that, like, oh, Solange. He's like, yeah. uh, never mind. I was thinking of someone else. <laughs> yeah. That was, man, that was just some other bird. Yeah. And so then there's a bunch of naked shower scenes. Yep. And a peeper. Now, see, the thing that I... Okay, so here's why I liked the peeper scene was because... <laughs> we know why you liked the no, peeper okay. scene. It, but it Stop gave... Stop prefacing it with that. Yeah, it gave the at least one of the other teachers... You know, it's like you kind of see something that could possibly make him a murder suspect oh, or yeah. something. You know, like that was, I guess, the thing that I found was missing from the other people in the lineup they never like i don't know shit about that priest yeah i don't know shit about the right. other shifty eyed looking guy it's like each one of them needed a scene like this where right. it kind of informed you of like okay they have some kind of psychological bent or something that would possibly make them uh a, a suspect yeah. otherwise it's just like you keep showing me these faces but they there's never a reason to really right suspect them other than yeah. like you said they have faces that look like suspects right. each one of them this is the only guy that they kind of draw out and go okay he has you're, you're, they're like you're too creepy not to to ignore we yeah. have to put you in something being more creepy yeah and he really is he's always the guy who is uh you know like that's just immoral in every scene that he's in yeah. and it turns out that he's a peeper that's a character, a little bit of character information, yes. right? Which you don't get from the other ones. That's why I like what they're going for in that scene. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, he looks like a creepier um, Woods. What's his name? Um, oh, James Woods. James Woods. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's very true. Uh, so. Eventually, I think you creepier. Yes, yeah, creepier, yeah, exactly. James Woods. I was like, mm, that's saying something. Yeah. Yeah. There are messages passed back and forth at a funeral, and eventually mm. one of the girls decides to inform the teacher that if you really want to find out what's going on here, you have to talk to Ruth. Mar yep. Ruth. Ruth. And we're like, who the fuck is Ruth? And so he has Amateur to find midwife. out. who. Yeah, okay, so now we actually find out what happened to Solange because um, I think because yeah, one of the bodies was found in front of her house. Yes. In front of her house. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then she also died. 
Yeah. Because oh. she was like, I don't understand why it happened here. Why did uh, that was her? Okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. Ruth right. Miller, okay. maybe or is Ruth right? Matherson or something. Yeah. Like, it was something like that. But okay, so that was her standing there going, oh. Yeah. Gotcha. So the killer actually takes the body and dumps it off in her front yard. Makes sense. <laughs> Got it. Um. All right. So I guess uh, we get. Oh no. And okay. He goes there. Okay. So before the the shocking revelation of what actually happened to Solange, we meet Solange. Hmm. Mm. In the, yeah. in the How park. Yeah. She wanders up to the people who are looking for her. Uh, <laughs> it's a weird thing. Like, during the picnic in the dog park, they decide to lay down as they're thinking about things. And then mm-hmm. a woman just kind of walks up with her finger in her mouth looking at, what's his name? Enrico. Fabio, uh, yeah, Enrico. En- Enrico. Enrico. Looking at Enrico and then wanders. But she knows who he away. is. That's the thing. She knows who he is. She went to that school for right, a brief but, time. Right, but did he... I thought she went to a different school, and that's why he didn't recognize her. Right, because she, right, she she's, like, she she's aware of who he is, though, because he's, he's been a suspect. Like, he's... But is she aware? Because she only got to the first level that they were talking about, and then there was... She went to a different school. Yeah. I think she still knows who he is. Probably from newspapers yeah. or whatnot, or well, what have you, or dad's talking. She's wandering the park, and then we see, like, somebody, like a nurse trying to track her down. Right, and we hear, oh, Solange. Yeah, come back, Solange. And we're like, oh, this is Solange, like, yeah. suddenly injected into yeah, like, the what? movie. Right, yeah. She, uh, one of the girls gets a phone call that tells her, I think, to meet at a carnival. Mm-hmm. And so she goes with her two friends. Never meet a And carnival. this is not clear so i'm gonna gonna throw this out there and you tell me if this is actually true i think in a scene we don't see she does actually tell the police that this is going to happen and so the police stage a sting operation where they get a bunch of plainclothes officers and we're going to stake out this park i mean that would make sense yeah they're prepared what else explains them being right exactly Yeah. yeah Because he's like, we're going to do the greatest uh, trap or set the greatest trap of, you know, whatever. And so he's got he's got officers dressed as priests. He's got guys reading the newspaper, not suspicious at all. (laughs) Like when he says hi to the other one. (laughs) Yeah. And salutes him. him. (laughs) Don't salute, you idiot. That's funny. (laughs) Uh, And so um, the blonde girl sees Solange on a Ferris wheel and recognizes her and is like, or not Ferris wheel, merry-go-round. And, you know, it's like trying to get her attention. And then she kind of realizes that Solange is off. Yes. Something wrong with Solange. Something's right? been done to Solange. <laughs> yeah. So now she's mute, you know, uh, and but she follows Solange back to a car in the middle of all these police uh, yeah. watching these <laughs> girls. And she both of them are abducted. Yeah. They walk, <laughs> they walk right out of the perimeter of where they're doing this thing and they're taken. Mm hmm. So that scene to me also plays as like, oh, you weren't really trying there. I mean, like there was no, it was just literally, they walked out of the scene and we're yeah. like, oh no. And then now they're gone. Yeah. And it, it lip services played, paid to it by the police inspector. who's was like, you guys are all idiots. This happened Basically. right under your, under your nose. Yeah. He's, he's rubbing his eyes and everything. He's frustrated. Yeah. Um, and so the killer takes, Okay, so then we meet the the father of the of Solange. It's revealed that the professor that's been talking to Enrico for a lot, who knew Enrico was having relationships with the girls, turns out that he is Solange's father, yeah. which is we don't learn until this moment because they have this movie doesn't give you a chance to solve this until very late in the movie. Yeah, which and, I think is probably another why yeah. it feels, because we're being introduced to a bunch of grieving parents, and so he becomes one of. 
the grieving parents yeah. who's like, you know, my daughter's been abducted. I mean, his, I guess but it his is, daughter is Solange. And and maybe his story doesn't make any sense because he's like they broke in and they broke in through my front door and they broke into the bedroom and they they took her. Mm. And you're like, that doesn't sound at all like the MO of like our killer and like what's the reason? And so I mean I guess it's there, but we're just plowing ahead with the plot, so yeah. you can't really pick up on it. Right. Um and so anyway, the killer who's who we don't see, um, you know, uh, takes this blonde uh, girl whose name I can't remember. Brit, Brit, could be Bridget. Brit, no, could be Belinda. Okay, it's something. And Hildy. And Tara no. dates her. Hildy no, was the first victim, I think. In the yeah, she's like a Britney or a Brit. She's a Brie something. And interrogates her, and she gives up the story of what in, they did right in creepy black and white. Yep. So uh, what what happened? Maybe. <laughs> I said that. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, it right. could be. But yes, it has given up what was done to Solange. Her friends, uh, because her friends uh, have been going to sex parties or part of that sex club, um, she got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so they take her to, again, um, Ruth, who is the amateur midwife who performs an abortion on Solange. With, By shoving a very long needle. Yeah. In, in, I'm not area. entirely sure of this her process. classmates' friends hold her down. You just you scramble. I don't know. So this is the, the basically the coat hanger abortion. Yeah, yes. basically, yeah. It's taking place in the kitchen. Yeah. It's horrific. On yeah. the island. Yes, uh, let's not forget while her friends hold her down. Yeah. Like that, like that, we're some... skipping over some major trauma happening <laughs> here. Right now. Like, like they, that. they force her to do this. Yeah. Yes. Because I mean, she gets, everyone gets there all smile. They're giggling the entire time they're driving there. Yeah. yeah. But there is a, a divide on uh, the girls who want her to do it and who don't want her to do it. And then they just drag yeah. her. I think there. this Elizabeth is why and... Elizabeth is not sexually assaulted in her murder. She still dies because she took her there. Yeah. Right? yeah. She didn't yeah. stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the, again, they do hold her down onto the table. And they're saying shit like her, like, think about this next time you screw, and horrible things. It's, yeah, yeah brutal. Uh, yeah, just screams. close your eyes and think about screwing. It'll yeah. be over in a minute, you know, and all that. And then there's you, the, the screaming. Yeah, it's yeah. like this is a horrible yeah. traumatic. And the midwife is literally like, you deserve this. Yeah. So the idea here, well, I thought, no, I got the impression that the midwife was actually, well, she was trying to help, but she, like, doesn't know what the hell she's doing. Doing no, she, she literally said that though, like you yeah, probably just she was being oh. a real bitch yeah. during it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's awful. And this, the midwife is uh, uh, the blonde girl's maid. She's been the blonde girl's maid, and that's how she's yeah. like. She knows Tata knows how to do these things because whatever. Right. That's why Tata is also found dead. Enrico finds her dead in the backyard. Yeah. And the dog clubbed to death, stumbling. Yeah. This is like, what was um, that all about? That dog had like an unnecessary gore effect too. Like, little, yeah, little, yeah. There was some like that. Didn't like some it. brainage there. Yeah. This is like what's his name from is it deep red where he just keeps arriving at every crime scene and it's just like how is he not arrested at this yeah. point yeah. He just, just keep showing up isn't that everyone the, touching the, everything the, that is like a jello staple it is. Yeah. <laughs> stumbling across crime scenes like hey here's the guy yep um so, stop going okay, places so, dude well, just jumping around a little bit but that like bathtub scene where someone gets killed, like being mm. strangled in the bathtub, is that like supposed to be an homage to Blood and Black Lace? Because that is, it is like very similar. Or is it just like such a common giallo thing? It to, seems like it's a common giallo gotcha. thing because I think it's 
part of it is to get an actress naked in a bathtub, right. and then the killer also strikes at that. Yeah, that's a, like okay, so we're but, gonna kill because him. That's when they're mo- very vulnerable. Yeah, yes, they didn't have showers. In uh, it London, just seems like, so, like they such just, a similar Europe the way does, it was shot and everything. Europe even. does baths a lot. They yeah, they don't do a lot of showers. So it's the equivalent of a shower scene, yeah. I guess. Basically. In the yeah, murder and yeah. shower. Um, both black gloves getting in there yeah. and mm-hmm. killing people. So uh, she must have developed an infection or something, and so this uh, you know robbed her of her ability to speak and her mm-hmm. mental capacity. And so this, we find out, made her dad go. A homicidal, and so he is going to kill and punish all of these girls that somehow he knows were all part of this group because mm-hmm. they all identified themselves with a blue pin. When yeah, pin- well, it's because Janet confessed everything in the confessional, right? Because he was dressed oh, as the yeah, priest, right? There is that whole thing where yeah. he's, he's got mm-hmm. the beard on, dressed as the priest. He got them all to confess because he wandered into the confessional. This is all tidbits of this are all released because the policeman is still wandering around questioning people. So we're getting little bits. Well, could have someone gone into there? It was like, well, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> any, technically, anybody could have walked in there. We get and, uh, we get a lot of small details, but nothing that will help us solve it on our own. No. Right. Yeah. Until we get to like way down in the movie. Yeah. Because I mean, it does have a kind of a feeling of at the end, it's like, well, who's the killer? And it's like, oh, let's say Mo. You know, Uh, that was an old Simpson joke. I mean, nobody (laughs) nobody got it. But I mean, it does kind of have that like, it's you. But I mean, I guess, you know, in the plot, it's like, okay, it makes sense, right? Oh, no, it makes sense. Yeah. I got it. Maybe it's not an exciting ending. Yeah. That's, I think, what's missing because I think so. this ends up. And with, honestly, I get it. <laughs> yeah, right. No, yeah. it's an understandable reasoning. Yeah, we get all that. It's just not an exciting reason. And we didn't, I guess, get to know the guy earlier on in the first half of the movie. The, this father, he's a different character. Yeah, it's yeah. like he just he's there, but there's no. Again, like I said, there's no real focus put placed on these characters to differentiate them. Mm-hmm. Other than you know, when you look at them physically, they're different. Yeah, and then and even then, they're kind of the same. Yeah, and then I guess, you know, it's like he's built up as a tragic character because it's like his daughter's been abducted as far as we know. But, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, so all of our amateur and uh, the amateur team of husband and wife and the detective arrive at this place. And the clue that leads them to suspect him is that one of the girls had an Italian uh, language book that was for a different grade level. She took it to the killer because he on the phone asked her to bring it to her under false or to him under false pretenses. And Fabio Testi or Enrico finds that book at the guy's house earlier on when they were there right. to investigate like oh Solange has been abducted how did he and then that he remembers it later he's like wait what was she doing with that book and he goes to the other girl's house the book's missing and she should have had it but it's here at his uh, house and what is it doing there and so it's like it has to be him and then the <laughs> so yeah if you're following this <laughs> if you're following this and so it's if like ah aha him. it's obviously him I think my favorite part of the scene was they're standing outside the dude's door and he's not home and the cops like well what can I do I don't have a warrant and they're like okay and they turn to walk away and he just like hurls himself through the he door does. he sevens mm-hmm. that shit that's yeah. pretty great and then he goes he in and he's like, look, there's this book. And then the cop's like, uh, well, you got a point. I guess I better call headquarters. 
I mean, like this evidence Solange is going to fly. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, then Solange shows up and uh, she eventually leads uh, uh, our characters to the uh, the, the fake uh, the catacomb, the back catacombs of this apartment. Yeah. Where he oh. has the disguise, the priest uh, and beard disguise. And yep. it's like, oh, this is our man. And confronted with this evidence, our killer, Solange's father, kills one more person. He kills one more person. He pulls a gun. And he shoots, and we think maybe he's killed Enrique, Enrico, but no, he shot himself. Yeah. And this is kind of a not a very exciting ending to the movie. And I would tell you that in the years that have gone by, the ending sometimes eludes me to this movie. Like who did it, and I remember why, but I can't remember like what happened to him. I know there was a showdown in a house. <laughs> and then you're like, uh Yeah, I remember the cops were there and everybody was there. Like, what happened? Because it's off camera that he kills himself. I think the yeah. irony here is my question to finalize this movie is, well, what the fuck happens to Solange now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Her dad just that, killed herself. That is the great right? scene. Well, what the fuck happens to Solange now? <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, okay, so I have a question about that. She's seen being chased through the park by a nurse. Yeah. So my impression was she was institutionalized. That's what. It- that's what that felt like. Yeah. But so then... She, well, they, they did say that she had to go to, like, a facility. Yeah. But was she still there? Because he's saying she was abducted from my house. This is his whole ruse yeah. to the police to become not a suspect, right? Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. a victim. I, you know, like, my right. daughter I mean, was It abducted. could be that this is his, like, personal nurse that just takes care of her in the house. Probably. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing. Because they, they said that she, like... They didn't say she was permanently in an institution, just that she had to... She got sick. Yeah. Probably an in-home nurse. Yeah. Okay. Keep so yeah, what is going to happen to Solange now? Because there's like, this... in, is, is Enrique, what's it, Enrique? Enrico? Enrico. Is he going to adopt her? Like, what's going on here? Did you get that vibe from the last shot of this movie? From was, his was... wife, kind of. Yeah, it's a three shot, right? Yeah, Solange With... was very like touching her shoulder. And it's like, will you be my mommy now? That's her trust. Kind yeah. of, trust yeah. Because uh, yeah, because the wife uh, Hilda, she's like looking back and forth between Solange and Enrico, and kind of like, oh, we I guess can't... we're parents now. Why yeah, have you adopted Solange. <laughs> we can't leave this poor girl. What's going to happen to this poor girl? And uh, I guess we're not going to. And then Solange in the next movie just becomes a, a savant detective she helps she continues to help find murderers and everything we'll have to watch what have you done to our daughters is solange in there i don't sequel? think so damn it's oh. the, the semi sequels they say on the back yeah i think it's thematically related just by having school girls in peril but i don't think any of the characters uh and don't forget don't wait for our next movie school girls in peril yeah. i'm sure there's a movie out there i'm sure it is mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I think, I think we found out what happened to Solange. We found out what happened to Solange. You just don't know what happens to her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to go around the table. We're going to tell you whether or not you should watch. What have you done to Solange? But first of all, we're going to read some of your mail. And in order to do that, we're going to have to summon our mailman. And his name is Igor. Bring us the mail. Masters, masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising, rising. Why? Thank you, Igor. What would he, would Igor's movie been be? Who used to be Igor, or how many people make up Igor? <laughs> what have you done with Igor? What have you done with it with Igor? No, no, no. To Whatever. Igor. We need a pieces title. Something yeah. with pieces yeah. in the title. The all the pieces. Of all the pieces yeah. of Igor. Yeah. yeah. All the pieces of Igor is not a bad title. That's actually pretty good. For a That's his biography. Yeah. Yeah. All the pieces of Igor. Yeah. Uh, a life story. <laughs> a life. A life's story. Because he's many people. There you go. 
All right, well, we should tell people <laughs> how they can fun. keep Igor gainfully employed here on the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast by following along on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. Or Twitter. At Sat Freak Show. Or you can email us directly. Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com. Or follow along on Instagram at Saturday Night Freak Show about tonight's movie. Millet Time says, I'm bummed out. I can't watch along to this one without an app subscription. The plot sounds very decent. However, Tubi has its very own Italian horror slash giallo category that can satisfy most cravings. But this will definitely be on the watch list. Um, I think last time we were talking about a service called Canopy yes. with a K, um, uh-huh. which is available through some public libraries. Um, and what was it like if you're, uh, do you have to have a library card? Like, yes. How do you, yeah, you, cause it's a login system. So you have to be a member of your, li- of the library that carries it. Um, gotcha. that also applies to school libraries. Okay. Um, if you use your like, um, university login, you can use it as a resource if your university is associated with it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not saying that, what have you done to Solange is on it? I haven't checked. I know there is like a bunch of the Kino Lorber, uh, Giallo movies are there. Uh, there's also uh, Hoopla. I guess if you, if you don't mm-hmm. have Canopy, Hoopla is another like library. So these are free streaming services that you may have access to mm-hmm. that do have like a lot of uh, movies. Uh, Michael Whitaker says you guys should make a list of Colin's top ten Jallo movies and call it Colin's Jallo Ten. You know, like oh. like gelatin. Gotcha. He's like, you know what? I stand by this. Well, book. all right, with the uh, well with shallow shots. Yeah, yeah, shallow yeah, yeah, shots. Yeah, yeah. yeah shallow yeah. shots. It goes together. Yeah, Colin, could you narrow it down to ten? Michael, I made a top ten. All right, all right. I'm gonna go number ten. Oh, this okay. is this is no. not official. <laughs> well, when Colin. Picks is yellow. He is. He's like, this is my night. This is about me. Uh, well, I was asked directly, so I figured <laughs> no, I'd do no, it. I have no problem. All right. Unofficially, and maybe not in this order, but number 10, the bird with the crystal plumage, probably because <laughs> of its uh, you know significance. Uh, number nine is the case of the bloody iris. Uh, no one ever mentions that one, but I liked it a lot. Number nine is torso. Number eight is uh, don't torture a duckling. Number Oh, I what missed it. That's number seven. Number six is The Strange Vice of Mrs. Ward. Number five is What Have You Done to Solange? Number four is Blood and Black Lace. Three is Opera, and the top two are probably interchangeable, and they flip depending on what mood I'm in. But I'm going to go with Deep Red at number two and Tenebrae at number nice, one. Nice, nice, nice. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> we're, getting, um, we're getting better at this because I, I can guess most of Colin's movies now. Yes. And uh, we've seen most of them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's been a it's been a ten year uh, uh, thing, and it's culminating this year. I know you guys are very excited about. It. Um, we'll see how many people actually listen to this episode to figure out if we keep going forward with this because maybe I've tapped it out. Maybe this is it. Once you've hit Edgar Wallace, you might be at like that's as far with the I mean, jolly that you can the, go. The bird with the crystal. We're gonna have to right, right. And then like we're it. gonna have to. We're gonna have retire to do it. Bit. Retire. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have to retire it if we ever say we're gonna have to bleep it out in the show. Yeah, yeah. like that's how that's gotta work <laughs> we'll for our a, audience. We'll, we'll hang sake. a banner up in retirement of it in the right, basement. Yes. So we yep. retire the number <laughs> yep. for yes. Bird of the Crystal Plumage. <laughs> yep. It can never be. It's never will be whatever episode that is. <laughs> right. so, yeah, we will yeah. literally hang up a crystal plumage. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, yep. Um, we'll well sacrifice bit. a bird. We'll do everything. We'll lay the bit to rest. Yeah. Uh, last week we watched a movie called Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. Oh, Stephen yes. Helicopter says, stay thirsty, my friend. Uh, indeed. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Indeed. Stay thirsty for more. 
Uh, that's a joke. You'll have to listen to that episode to find <laughs> out why. Travis Legler says, Pauly Shore was one of those 90s things that people loved that I never got. I like the movie Son-in-Law, but I like all the actors besides him. I'm able to tolerate little bits of him in a goofy movie for my kids, but honestly, I never got the appeal. I forgot he was yeah, I've that. never been a Pauly Shore Leaning person. Leaning Tower so. of Jesus. Yeah, and didn't we, I don't know if we said, he started out as an MTV VJ, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That was what, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Uh, I grew up with him. I always loved him. I was just saying, I've liked him. Yeah. I've always liked him. I knew he was ridiculous, but I, I sure, liked him. Sure, but especially when you're young, those movies were yeah. fun. Yeah, and the one that we ne- I don't think we mentioned, I listened to the episode again, we never said it in Ceno, man. No, like, I thought we did. We mentioned it. Yeah, we? Okay. Yeah, we did. Uh, That's my favorite one. Oh, there you go. That's the best one. That's the Pauly Shore movie. Yeah. Wheeze the Juice. Uh, Joey Blythe says, okay, this is about Phantom of the Mall. Uh, why do you need a bomb when there are just ready-to-go flamethrowers lying around next to propane tanks? And then after yeah. the explosion, the guy goes flying off the balcony in flames, and we look back at the couple, and they silently hold each other with zero reaction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. that, that's about it. Yeah. And, it was, uh, and it was beautiful. Something else. Yeah. Uh, Pat Hetfield says, for once, I actually watched the movie you're all going to talk about in preparation for your show. Yeah. And I must say, I'm rather pleasantly surprised. It's yeah. not very scary, and it could have used a bit more blood. And the queen mother of all entertaining mall horror movies will, to me, always be Chopping Mall. Mm. But it was entertaining, well acted. I didn't even mind Polly Shore. Plus, it had a cool theme song in the end, although <laughs> it's nothing compared to the theme of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, yeah. Thanks again for helping to make Saturday fun. Thanks, Pat. Aww. Thank you. Any yeah. relation with James? That- that's a question for oh, you, good. Yeah. Uh Aaron Don Gilmer says, yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> it was a fabulous episode, gang. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Uh, Thank the you. week before we watched Cellar Dweller, mm-hmm. and Mark Harrison says, when I watched this film, I thought the cast were a bunch of no-name actors, but alas, after doing some research, they've had careers. I was surprised to learn that Brian Robbins, who played Philip, yeah. is now the current president and chief executive officer of Paramount Pictures and Nickelodeon. The movie that guy's my boss. boss? Sean, you're gonna have to go back and censor that episode. Holy shit! That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay, Sean. That guy's one of my. Ernesto Gastaldi's not your problem anymore. (laughs) Now it's this guy. Worry about going into work tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have to track him down now. (laughs) That's great. That's oh my god. That's crazy. That's my favorite. Wow! Uh, Wow! 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 Uh, Brian Nielsen says, I can't confirm this, but the monster and cellar dweller looks like it was repurposed for the 1988 alien Sasquatch film Demon Warp, which had effects by John Carl Beekler. I will pray daily to Molag Ball, which I think is the Elder Scrolls uh, deity, uh, for that film to show up on the freak show. If you need more convincing, it shares the cabin location with Friday the 13th Part 4, has George Kennedy in a crazy Ralph role, and wastes zero time getting to it. I I was going to pick it last week, and then I switched to Phantom of the Mall. Yeah, it's been on my list for a while. Stay tuned for that one. I'm looking at at posters here. We have to watch Demon Warp. Yeah, Yeah, I know the poster. I had no idea. We were definitely watching Demon Warp. Figure it doesn't Pumpkinhead also use the cabin from Friday the Thirteenth Part Four? Like that's where the the biker kids stay at. Okay, this is a competition to see who gets to it first because it's now on my list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, you have the next pick, so you can. It's call not it coming that quick right now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, now well, we're gonna go close to cellar dweller. We do need some space. Yeah, we need okay. some space. Yeah. All right. Well, now we're gonna go around the table and tell you what we thought of tonight's movie. What have you done, Solange? Starting with Michaela. You can go first tonight. What did you think about what they did to Solange? <laughs> oh, what have they done to Solange? Okay, so I was, I was, I've been listening to a new podcast lately called Girl That's Scary, and they were talking about Giallo <laughs> movies, 
And they had me crack it up because they were arguing about who slaps around women more, Stephen King or Giallo movies. And mm. I was like, that is a neck and neck race because, wow, both of them ask, look for opportunities to slap a hysterical woman, you know, and like, or strangle them and drag them down a hallway, whatever. But there, it, and I just, I love when people point out connections across genres like that i love it that's why i listen to podcasts for stuff like that um so i I had that in mind when we were watching it tonight and now i'm just gonna like giggle to myself anytime some lady gets slapped around in a giallo because i'm gonna be like yeah i'm like gonna be keeping score versus the what was the score tonight i there was just the one lady it wasn't too much like it was either killing or nothing Mm. there was no in between with this movie you know two two slaps uh, uh, uh. But I, uh, yeah, I'd heard about this movie for a long time because the title to me sounded always more like a black exploitation movie. Mm. Yeah, I think that's what yeah. I always assumed it was oh. based on the title. Um, but uh, yeah, it it didn't really work for me. I it felt long and I was bored for a decent amount of it. And it just the way it's edited and the way it, like Sean was talking about it, it's like two movies and it just and it's really tough subject matter and it's tough mm-hmm. stuff and. Ah, the journey to get there wasn't worth it. So I'm going to pass on it. I, this is definitely of the Giallos. Colin, you brought le- really, really recently. This is my least favorite for mm. sure. Um, by a lot too. Cause I really like torso and I really like Blood and black lace, <laughs> but those, yeah, go listen to those two episodes. Cause those, those are good time, but I'm going to pass on. What have you done to Solange? Sean, what do you think? Uh, what have you done in Solange? Finally, uh, watching the movie behind the name. Um, yeah, it's an, it's a weird movie. Um, because of the tonal shift or the character shift, I think that we have in this, um, uh, it's hard to say if I would recommend it or not because I, I was caught off guard by it. So I'm not, I'm still processing that. I like, there's a lot to like in this movie. I think, um, I, the score I think is great. I love the music. For this mm-hmm. is very there's especially certain moments are just like I love that I'd love to hear more of that in more current movies. Um, I really like the music to this. There's a lot of creepy parts to it. Um, some uh, there's some funny bits with the police and everything, but ultimately I think it goes on. Uh, it goes on too long, and I think we could edit this together to make it more of a cohesive movie. I don't know. Maybe it's the storytelling in it. Um, I have nothing against this movie. But I'm not going to recommend it tonight just because I think it does. There's a big lull in the middle of this. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. Because, again, nothing wrong with the movie, but just not not this one, not this Giallo. So I'm going to pass on what have you done to Solange? Holly. Um, they're more enjoyable. <laughs> the brand name ones. Yeah, I'm sure there's ones like this lower down that are good as well, but. Uh, I think we're for us, and I think for most people, I think we're getting into the 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 uh, I don't want to say maybe obscure obscure ones, more obscure ones. Yeah, and they don't pack as much punch. Holly, no, I I agree. The, um, we've watched much better Jalo movies. Uh, this one, uh, yeah, I really didn't like this movie. It's it's far too long. It does get very boring, and just the the subject matter is very heavy. It the you know. Exploitation movies, they have to have a payoff for me to handle some of like the dark matter that's mm. that's uh, portrayed in movies like this. And this doesn't have a good enough payoff. Like I understand later on, like why it's I understand the brutality later, but 
to me, it, it's still the payoff's not enough. It's just it's it's hard to watch those scenes. Um, so definitely not my jam. Um, you know, a lot of times I do enjoy a police procedural. I, I like the detective work. I, I like the mystery aspect. But like we said earlier, this doesn't allow the audience to solve it on our own. It doesn't give us enough. Um, yeah, I, and that's another one. I yeah, have a it, it's like it's not I like until the, like I think we like to play the game. And it's I don't like think we're going to give you let us do we're going to give you the clues about thirty seconds before we tell you. Right. And it's yeah. like that's Ooh. not enough. Like I like to solve it on my own. I like to be given more. Um, so yeah, I can't say there's really. I I agree. The score is amazing. Ennio Morricone can do no wrong in my opinion. He makes me feel things, and he's brilliant um but honestly like yeah this is probably my least favorite that we've watched it it doesn't do it for me i yeah i don't i think beyond the appreciating the score i didn't really enjoy anything about it so <laughs> it's kind of a, it's kind of a hard pass for me <laughs> so colin take us home <laughs> uh, well okay so i was uh i think this was one of the first giallo movies that i ever saw i'm not even sure that i was entirely aware of what the genre was it was packaged I believe it was on a DVD. Uh, it might have been from Shriek Show. Oh. That was like part of the Euro Sleaze collection there or something like that. Right? <laughs> and you're like, what is this genre that I've never heard of? And so this is definitely a sleazy movie. It's not as sleazy as like New York Ripper comes off to me as <laughs> no, more no, no. That's New York Ripper is this. more sleazy than this. So there's like, it's like this one has. A um, more refined, and maybe it's because it's you know it's set in a an English Catholic school. But I mean, you're still nearing at schoolgirls, and you find out you know that they're under when you find out that they're, they're school. Yeah, girls. and it has a very I mean the method of murder by you know like knifing these women in the genitals is uh, exploitive. Uh, but it's it grabs your attention. So I guess you remember that you saw it, and that stands out as like. Well, that's that movie where because the, there's a there, the 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 image that actually stuck with me was the X-ray. Uh, oh, yes. Jesus! I forgot about the, the killer left the knife in the, there. It's like what happened to my daughter? It's like come this way, sir. He's like, he's like, was she raped? He's like, in a manner of speaking, let me show you. It's like what? <laughs> and then it's like the X-ray. And it's like ah, oh, that is more horrifying than anything else. Yeah. It's like, Ugh, uh, and I also remembered it for Camille Keaton because I know uh, I uh, 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 I spent it in your grave yep. and uh, and the revelation about what actually happened to Solange the. Um, Plot machinations. Well, I mean, I guess if you look at the broader scope of it, I did kind of really dig that, like, okay, we're in for this. And then when I was kind of getting to the point where it's like, okay, this is going on for a while, then it like completely switched gears and became like the second thing. So I know you're saying it made it feel longer, but to me, it was like that was what re-engaged me in the movie. And then you're like, Oh, and now we got to, this is kind of, this whole kind of thing is going on. So that actually worked the opposite. I think with me, it, it got I, me more reinvigorated. And I think that's possible. If you watch this more than once, that I was think a, that, well, that was the first time yeah. through it because I think that's why I stuck with it. And then I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, and then the arrow video and I, I upgraded, you know, and all that. But, uh, so it made an impression, I suppose. Uh, the okay, so but this is you know we're talking about going off brand gel, uh, brand brand name. We're saying is Dario Argento, right? And then I just uh, realized Suspiria was not in your top ten. No, because it's not a giallo. Oh, well, it's yeah. a supernatural yeah. movie, yeah. and yeah. so it's a horror movie. You know, a fantasy horror movie. Right. 
Uh, it lo- it ha- employs some of the visual aesthetic of like a Jello, but it's not a. Uh, we've had this argument before. Yeah, okay. I still think it's Jello, but whatever. Yeah. Um. So, uh, a lot of. Giallo movie. Well, I think you know you have Dario Argento, and then probably the second one's going to be Sergio Martino, who did uh, Torso and uh, All the Colors of the Dark and uh, Strange Voice of Mrs. Ward. Your vice is a locked room, and only I have the key. You know those those ones, which are all I think better than this one, mm. probably. Um, but the the plotting of these, because basically, you know, right? If if you know Agatha Christie or I suppose Edgar Wallace, it's like these are. Uh, very convoluted mysteries where they are trying to like obscure uh, the, the, the final reveal. So it's a shock, but I think that's where this movie falls short is because it doesn't really have like a shock ending. Yeah. It feels like that comes with the scene where we find out that Solange got the, you know, back alley abortion. That's like yeah. the, that's the, the the climax and then everything after that is not as strong as that mm-hmm. so you're kind of like you know what, what happened at the end of that movie yeah you know and it's it's this guy you know he's the killer it's like okay and then he kills himself i mean there's not even a you know a uh, standoff stand or yeah. you know oh, this whole movie's just a big bummer <laughs> no rocket launchers um yeah but i don't know I, I i really for some reason i found the relationship between uh the professor and his wife like endearing in a way that like I, you know, it's like, cause a lot of these, um, you know, Italian, I've also noticed uh, Italian giallos and, um, uh, like Japanese sci-fi movies and stuff or Japanese uh, Yakuza movies or whatever. They're always, the characters are always like telling you who they are. Cause I think they know that they're being exported or whatever. It's like some writer wrote a lot mm-hmm. and they don't show, they, they tell like way too much. That's what's happening yeah. here. It's like the guy who's writing it is writing it as a literary thing, and then they just filmed it. You That's know, what it's it like, feels like you need somebody to actually go in there and go like, well, you don't actually have to explain you all this. You need a dead body every yeah, 10 pages. Yeah. Sometimes it comes in handy. Yeah, so I'm always kind of like on the outside of like the inner life of a lot of these characters in, in a lot of these, but in this one, I was like, oh, I actually do kind of understand who at least these two people mm. are. The detective is the detective. Yeah. He's the guy who's like, I'm determined to solve this. I don't know why. I don't know what his personal thing is, but at least I got no, them. And I think that kind of stood out to me. So um, I like their performances. I like the people in it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It. Uh, I would recommend. <laughs> what have you done to Solange? Now, even though I told you what they did to Solange. <laughs> it's no longer a mystery. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, who knows? Maybe the next one will be better. Will there be a next one, Colin? I don't know. We'll find. (laughs) We may. We may take a detour. Who knows? Because now I'm bummed. You know, you guys didn't like this one, so it's like, yeah. But again, that that feeling will go away, and you'll be like, I'll bring it back. You got Yeah. We'll see. Okay. So, but at least if you have paid attention to all the ones that we've done so far, you've got like a pretty That's good, a little history. This is the understanding that I have anyway of how we got to yeah. the, the Mount Everest. The, the the American slasher movie. <laughs> so there you go. Creamy. All right. Next week, we're going to watch a movie that's chosen by Sean. Oh, yeah. What are we watching next week? Next week, we are going to watch the 1998 Denzel Washington thriller Fallen. Oh, boy. Huh. All right. I don't think I've seen this. <laughs> okay. We haven't? Yeah, I don't think so. Time. I don't think I have. Is, is on, on my side. side. Okay. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. So that's next week <laughs> yeah, right, on right. the Saturday Night Freak Show. 
and we hope you'll join us. And until then, the basement is going dark.